This is a Sporting Discussion, your podcast that discusses sports of all sorts. My name is AJ Mithin and I'm flying solo here at ASD Stadium this week while my regular co-host Andrew Jonathan puts his feet up on a well-earned break. In this week's episode, we have a quite a long and in-depth chat with Cam Vale, who's the recently appointed CEO of Baseball Australia. Uh, Cam used to be the CEO of Hockey Australia and he also worked in prominent positions at the North Melbourne Football Club in the AFL and also the NRL's Melbourne Storm. Uh, he's a guy who's been around for a long time and he's a very highly regarded sports administrator. And even if you're not a baseball fan, I think uh, this is a really interesting chat that covers quite a bit of ground about just what it's like out there in the Australian sporting industry. Before we get into that, though, I want to give you this week's reminder that a sporting discussion relies on our listeners' input and suggestions for topics, ideas, arguments, anything you want to talk to us about. You can get us on Twitter. We're at ASD underscore podcast. Or if it's easier, go to facebook.com slash a sporting discussion and make sure you have your say on the big sporting issues of the week. Thanks for that. And here is Cam Vale. I hope you enjoy it. Hi Cam, welcome to the show. Uh, you started uh, at Baseball Australia in well, opening day, I believe it was, in April. Uh, what are the first things you've seen in your four months since then? Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for having me. It's um, look, it's been uh, it's been a really good. Uh, what are we four and a half months in? Um, uh, what I'm seeing is certainly a lot of opportunities for for the sport to to grow and be successful, which is. I think what I've been told coming in, and you know, baseball's had a number of descriptions of, you know, a second-tier sport, a sleeping giant, um, and and I'm largely seeing, you know, the opportunities that were were probably earmarked to me um, that they're there. There's certainly the challenges, and often often it's the same thing that can be be a challenge and an opportunity. But it's, um, you know, so far so good. A lot of great. Uh, it's been many conversations. So in any of these roles, when you start, you've really got to get out, meet as many of the key stakeholders as you can, as quickly as you can. And I think for me, coming from you know a strong sporting administration background, but not coming from the sport, has been of high benefit to me. Uh, you know, the baseball knowledge and people within the sport have been uh, very um, free with giving up their time and, and putting their ideas forward and. and getting me up to speed and, and I see also a sport that's got um, an optimistic outlook too that um, that does think big and does think and want the sport to be bigger and better and, and sometimes you, you know if I compare it to hockey which was a great um, uh, role for me and and starting in a similar way it's probably you know hockey was a fraction more conservative when I started maybe people were a little bit more guarded uh, a little bit cautious about where the sport can and should be and um, yeah I'm, I'm seeing a lot of opportunities and I think most in the industry um, that I've been uh, dealing with are, um, are certainly articulating that as well. <laughs> yeah I was going to say there, there's no shortage of stakeholders that you'd be dealing with and I imagine they're giving you uh, all different avenues uh, that you could be looking at to put it yeah, po- putting it, it politely. 
Yeah, look, it's a real mix. You've got, um, you know, you've got the we're a national body, so you have, you know, your state partners. Obviously, I've got my staff, my board, um, uh, you know, a range of the, of the traditional uh, people within it. And then, obviously, from a baseball side, we've got Major League Baseball, we've got Asia, we've got uh, scouts, you know, throughout the industry. We've got uh, the presence of, of various people that I suppose have been connected to the sport over over different um, different times and, and of course the grassroots component as well in fact I've had you know a range of different people at, at Clubland that um, you know their own bat have reached out uh, and not in a way to you know to sort of tell me everything that baseball Australia has maybe done wrong but to just genuinely put forward ideas or, or ways to help and I think that's um, you know, it's always a good thing. Probably one of the only major differences for me has been in, in my entire sporting admin life, it's been team sport, of course, team sport baseball. But there's always been a um, either a professional team or a team that is full-time um, from, say, the hockey side. So not having that regularity of um, connection with coaches and athletes has been a bit of an adjustment for me. It feels it's almost... I feel it's missing, and and hopefully it's one of those opportunities that you know I see as, as a key is Team Australia having our national team with a with a greater presence, um, greater visibility in Australia, and hopefully over time, you know what we can do in that space to to actually develop and be a bigger part of our uh, high performance system um, that might be similar to to sports like hockey, AFL, rugby league, etc. Yeah, um, I might just flip to Team Australia for a moment then. Uh, we mm. had the announcement from the AIS and the Australian Sporting Commission that their funding had been frozen for seventeen eighteen, I believe it was, for baseball. Correct. Um, what sort of flow-on effect does that have? And do you think that's going to change as we get closer to an Olympic year? Or what are your thoughts on the whole situation? Yeah, look, I, I expressed my disappointment um, with that announcement. And, and the reason I did that is that... Um, you know, I'm I'm in the sport. I'm 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 an administrator. I'll be here for a, hopefully a good period of time, and um, but I'm not in the sport. You know, like a lot of people have for a long period of time. I think it's important that CEOs speak up on behalf of their sports and defend their sports. And in this case, I, I, I felt compelled to because we were very disappointed with the outcome. Having said all of that, we uh, do believe that with the Australian Institute of Sport, that the outlook is still optimistic. Um, uh, Glenn Williams, our high performance manager, and myself uh, caught up with them last week to really clearly clear the air, communicate where we're headed, to get feedback as yet to your question is is that it? Is there is there a chance for more funding in the future? And um, and it, and I, I came out of it feeling optimistic that um, that the sport and the AIS do can work together closer and be better partners, and that there should be more funding. And, and I don't want us to be a you know, uh, hand out begging for funding. What I want us to be is showing that we've got a clear, successful strategy for our national team and, and teams that support that and that the AIS should want to invest in that. And I think part of it is for Glenn and I to probably better educate the AIS as to baseball um, and and what the opportunities are. I think, you know, not being in that system for a while, so when when the changes made with baseball out of the Olympics to when we've come back in. There's no doubt if you're you're non Olympic or Commonwealth sport, you do fly below the radar, um, and particularly with the winning edge strategy. So part of it's got to be back onto me to, and Glenn to um, 
to communicate and make sure we're we're leading up to the AIS as well as we can and convince them that that the investment in baseball at that pure high performance end is um, is there. It's fair to say I think the Australian Sports Commission from the participation side have recognised that we're an improving sport and has uh, changed our categorisation and therefore, you know, on the participation side we we certainly received an increase in support. So, you know, it, it's it's on the, the onus on on the on the sport is to continue to lead and and try to change if it's thinking that's got to be changed or outcomes are going to be changed. You know, it's it's up to the sports to do that, and I accept that. And I think I think we're going to be on a really exciting path um, with the national team. I, it's, I think it's just one of the best assets that I see. I know we can't play all the time, and we don't necessarily have the the availability of all our players, um, you know, like other sports do for weeks or months on end, but, you know, that can make it a really special thing and, and particularly playing in Australia, I think, um, has got to be part of that that plan. Yeah, and that leads nicely into the Cuba series, uh, which is going to mm. be happening next year. Uh, two games, I believe it is, with a bit of a push or more than a push from the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. So I can only yeah. assume that something like that uh, can only help the cause when it comes to pushing your barrow with uh, the AIS and the ASC. Yeah, look, it is. And I think the Cuba announcement, with, with still a lot of work to be done, is that, um, yeah, look, the plan is hopefully for uh, a, a four- to six-game series with Cuba um, towards the end of 2018, or certainly in our, our summer season. And, yeah. um, and with Cuba being, you know, again, such a strong baseball country, I think there's a tremendous education piece that we can put out to not just the baseball community but to the broader sporting community and and get them behind our national team like we've seen with a sport like soccer um, uh, over the last you know 10 to 20 years with the Socceroos and in particular with some of the female team sports as well that's emerged. That, but it's interesting, I think one of the key things, and, and I'm not again one to cry poor or or to play the you know the the poor me card, but I think we've also got to educate people that we rank eighth in the world. We're competing against um, some of these countries that are just baseball dominates, um, and we can compete and we can be successful, but not undersell too the challenges um, that there are. And, and 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 I think Cuba is again, you know, it's a powerhouse of a country that you know doesn't have a lot of competition in the sporting space. And I think that piece educated here it elevates. You know, hopefully the support and the enthusiasm of the sporting community to get behind our national team. Yeah, all right. I might bring things closer to the local league now. Um, it's no secret sure. that the ABL or and Baseball Australia are looking to Asia uh, as a, well, not fundamental, but a big part of our future. Um, you went over in, uh, when was that, in July, I think, you went over with Ben Foster, who's yeah. the head of the ABL, and spent a lot of time visiting across the region. Uh, what were some of the... What were the goals first and what came out of that for you? Yeah, so um, probably again starting in one of, one of the opportunities that was presented to me um, by the Board of Baseball Australia is uh, to have a deeper connection in, and engagement with um, with Asia, particularly through Japan, South Korea and Taiwan. And even for me coming in, well aware that, you know, they're, okay, I know they're big baseball countries, but... Going there, meeting with the key, uh, uh, whether it's the commissioners and within the leagues or some of the teams, um, was 
an eye-opener for me because of the, the enormous potential when you physically see it and you're talking to the people and you see the size of, of these competitions. So from a, from a pure Baseball Australia perspective, which includes the ABL, I think it's really important that, again, the messaging of what we do as a sport is that the ABL is part of BA. It's not two separate entities. Is that, you know, we need to look at Asia as to how, again, it can help make the sport grow and be successful um, in this country. So some of the opportunities, I think, again, linked to the national team, um, and hopefully one of those three countries will, will be uh, announced uh, at some point in the next month or two about maybe some activity we'll have with them, um, which will be really exciting, I think, again, for our, our Team Australia um, brand. But clearly with the ABL, uh, the ABL has had a history with some of the team alignments um, through the um, NPB or the KBO or the CPBL, and, uh, and hopefully that will be strengthened this year. Um, I think uh, having you know high quality players from those countries or alignments with the teams is really important. So that was a big focus of it, uh, and I suppose getting an understanding of for me where the leagues or those national um, teams are at, because I think what sport in Australia's got to be really good at is also appealing to Asia about you know the return on investment for them to be to be partners with us. I think at times that. You know, we shouldn't treat these markets as easy markets or it's a percentage of this. If we get that, we'll be, you know, it's, it's all, um, it's all happy days. I think we need to be very strategic about how we can, um, align really well with them. That is for mutual benefit. So for me, the trip was really focused on that. Certainly some good insights into, um, the opportunities around the ABL. And there's, and there's no doubt there's interest from those markets as to, bigger ideas about the ABL is that permanent alignment is that teams coming out of those markets into the ABL um, you know is that is that us looking at what we can do back into those markets so I think it's it was really important for me uh, and a lot of people around me in the sport have been great at giving me a leg up to uh, understanding different people or different um, uh, different systems within those three countries and um, you know I do see Asia as as very important for for the sport's success and hopefully you know we will be one of the sports that in this country that lead that engagement um where you know i think others have maybe again just treated it either superficially or not been in that true partnership mode and and that's what i'd I'd like to see come out of it yeah it's interesting you mentioned the that whole percentage argument because there's a few sports out there that I won't name um you can if you like that uh see <laughs> maybe a move a move you know a game here or there in China will get them x amount of dollars and that's pretty much it it's a, almost a fly in fly out affair but we want we're looking for something deeper for baseball and just on that it was a fairly open secret uh heading into this season's ABL that there was a chance that there would be an Asian team or two coming in for mm. season 2017-18 now is there anything you can tell us about how realistic that was or how close we actually were to getting a team in? Yeah, no, happy to um, talk to that. I mean, we um, probably, I mean, we went in very open-minded and, and again, from starting in April, I was aware that, you know, there'd been talk of, of this happening uh, at various stages and, look, there definitely has been interest. Um, it, I think it's a realistic thing that we can and should be considering you know, at any time in the future. But like like any plans around expansion in a perfect world, you know, again, where sports have probably either been successful or not, is how well prepared they are, lead times to do it, um, all of that sort of thing. But there's no doubt, I mean, for me coming in, the best way I sum it up to um, other people within the sporting industry is that, 
you know, if out of those three markets, we are effectively the the winter league for for Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan, and they want to play their players here, or they want team alignments, or they they might go the next step and want to have a team in our league. Um, it, it is the perfect intangible opportunity to go, well, how do we make that work for us? So to your question, it was certainly a very realistic thing we were exploring. It was um, it was done in a manner that, you know, is almost with the opportunities there, let's see what we can get with it. And, and I, I would say it's, it, it had its moments where it was very realistic for this season. Uh, it's not in place as we've as we've seen with the, the announcements for this season, um, and it's certainly something that I want to be considered for the future. But it's also good, I suppose for me, it's a good tie into the fact too that it's not only about Asia as well. I mean, since I've started in this role, I've had, you know, dare I say it, I have had a meeting with an AFL club that's talked about what's happened in other sports, and is baseball going to look at partnerships with with an AFL club, or and, and there's businesses and people I think that are interested in our local teams as well. So I suppose my attitude is quite simple in that I think that I need to represent that the door is open for engagement, peace, and whether that's out of Asia or Australia, um, you know, I, if, if it's an opportunity that can make the sport better here, I'll look at it. That's what we did in Asia. Um, and I think that it is certainly a realistic and very uh, viable option for us um, moving forward. It's hard to put a time frame to these things um, as to if and when it can occur, but it's certainly not. It's something that's the doors open, and we'll keep we'll keep um, exploring it as much as we can. Yeah, that's fair enough. It, interest for or discussions with AFL clubs is interesting because we're just noticing now in Australia with the new netball league uh, coming along and Melbourne Storm buying in and Collingwood buying in and uh, GWS buying into a team as well. Uh, it's kind of uh, overseas that's been going for a while, particularly in Europe, where one club will host any number of sports under that banner. Mm, mm, uh, it's interesting. Mm. It'd be interesting to see that continuing on in Australia. Yeah, and I, look, I think it's um, a, again. I mean, the environment here is changing. Net, netball's been really a good example of that, and I think um, you know there's a sense too that if um, like baseball's a big sport, and I think most people know that. And I think there is an awareness that whether it's North America or, or through Asia, that um, you know the sport has tremendous opportunities. So, you know, it 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 it's something that again I think we've got to be as open as we can to what's the best structure for the uh, sorry for the ABL to be successful um, in the future. I think sports done a great job to get us to where we're at, and we should never ever forget that MLB's investment. Um, to begin with, uh, I think it was seven years ago and, and throughout, has helped us get to this point. And as much as they're not a partner investing in the league anymore, um, I never want to forget the fact that that respect should always be shown. And I think now it's, well, what's the next evolution for us? Um, is it Asia? Is it expansion in Australia? Is it better consolidation and, and different ownership with our existing teams? Or is it you know, a hybrid of all three? And I, I, again, I, one of the great things being a sporting administrator is if you can turn on the creative thinking, not be reactive, not blatantly say something's going to work or something's not going to work, but be quite creative in, okay, well, let's take that on board. Um, if it was if it was as easy as just a, a one-step model and that's all it takes, then, you know, we'd all be doing it. And, uh, and even the bigger sports in Australia, it's never been that easy. So I, I just think well, we've got so many viable options to make the ABL successful. And the ABL, to me, 
needs to be successful. It's the shop front into the sport. Um, it has, should have a massive impact on hopefully the growth, whether it's through marketing or participation. Um, and it should have it certainly play a part, not just in our player um, development, but potentially in areas like our coaching development and our umpiring development. So um, ABL is critically important, and um, you know it's, it's one of the exciting things for me about taking this role on. And, and I'll explore all options, hopefully to keep finding the solutions. And you never and you're never static either in the space. You don't even if you do find a good solution or a, or, a, or a piece that falls into place for a given season, I think it's important to not just sit back and, oh, it's all done. I think you've got to constantly look at, well, how do you keep getting better? Yeah, I think that kind of thinking is um, exactly what the baseball fans of Australia are looking for, a bit of uh, yeah, forward-thinking innovation on ways to push the game forward because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement and a lot of expectation around uh, your role in particular and how the ABL can flourish going forward. Well, one of, one of the fortunate things for me as an administrator is um, I, I feel I've got a support that doesn't need to be tinkered with from the sport itself. So, uh, you know, baseball is a tremendous game as far as entertainment, inclusion of the participants. It's exciting. I think it's got something for everyone. So I, I, I'm always careful to make quotes too early in my tenure, but I, I, I certainly won't be the CEO that suggests that we need to be very innovative and now start making them run the opposite way around the bases or, you know, create some form of hybrid of the sport. I mean, the sport itself is a successful um, uh, product. And to be frank, I mean, when you're in my role, when that piece is already in place, okay, I think most other problems are quite solvable. I've got some colleagues that I won't name, but are in, they're in you know, CEO at national bodies, and, and they have a tremendous challenge because it's they're in tough sports, whether it's a climate or a facilities or a equipment, or it's just if they're difficult sports to be able to even try to do this. I mean, I've at least got the product to go, geez, you know, one of the best and biggest sports in the world, and I've got all these opportunities. It's then a matter of, well, well how do you take them? How do you create them? Um, and and that's that's what really drew me to this role. And we all wish you luck going forward. Cam Vale, I want to thank you for talking to me and uh, hopefully we can speak again as the season rolls on. No, happy to, really happy to speak to you. I appreciate uh, uh, the support through the podcast and, and uh, through your writing with the, uh, with the alumni group, which is, um, you know, again, a really good stakeholder for, for the sport of baseball. So, no, thank you. And that was a Sporting Discussions chat with Cam Vale, the CEO of Baseball Australia. Now, Cam brings up a few pretty interesting ideas in uh, all of that. And if any of them tickle your fancy, get in touch with us on our Twitter at ASD underscore podcast or go to facebook.com slash a sporting discussion and uh, let's talk it out. There might be a few topics for the weeks ahead and things like that, particularly around the multi-sport clubs uh, around Australia. Uh, But on that note... Let's wrap it up for this episode of A Sporting Discussion. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Andrew will be back on deck next week. And don't forget, you can pick him up 7.15 Monday mornings on 3 Triple R's The Breakfasters in Melbourne. That's 102.7 FM. But if you don't live in Melbourne, you can just stream them using whatever you like to stream on. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we will be back next week.